Jason Swain touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two house and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Glad that you could be with us on a beautiful Thursday and a chilly Thursday to start December. We're going to start you off right in the month of December. Jason Swain here, Ben McKee of Go Balls 247. How about we start them off right, Ben, December the 1st? How's that sound? Sounds good to me. How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I have my voice, so I'm happy about that. Thrilled yeah, about that, that. that. That's a positive. <laughs> hey, man, let me off the top. I got to tell the people what happened uh, last weekend, because of course I know you were covering the game. Duh, right? You're covering the game. That's what you do. You cover the game. But I'm in my element. Uh, as far as being locked into my responsibilities at Vanderbilt last weekend, which was sideline reporting. And so I get to Nashville at 2.30, Ben. 2.30. On game day? On game day, 2.30. So I'm sitting in the in the press area, uh, the media area, where all the broadcasts take place, and ain't, it's barely anybody there. Because I'm there super early. Um, the Vault Network crew. So I'm watching some of the games, the Ohio State game, the Michigan game, Kentucky, uh, those hideous helmets uh, versus Louisville. Uh, I forgot what other game was on. But it was three different games on there in that press area. And Iron Bowl. Uh, I don't think it was Iron I don't think the Iron Bowl started yet. I don't, I don't, yeah, it, it wasn't Alabama-Auburn just, just yet. I got there early, Ben. Early, early. Uh, but I, I do remember later on it started um, it was being played. But anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my zone, man. I'm making sure that um, I do my job. That's what I'm there for. And as we get closer and closer to, to kickoff, you know, I see Tom Hart, uh, ESPN, he was, he was on the call. Uh, I see more and more folks showing up in the media area. They had a barista over there, barista over there, making coffee, cappuccinos for folks. It was so Vanderbilt. I wanted to get one, but I probably wouldn't let me. But I sure could use some coffee. But I didn't get it. So I make sure I go to the bathroom before I go down to, to the field and, 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 and do, do a job. And I go to the bathroom because I was getting someone some tissue. And... It was Ben McKee. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, what? What? Wait a minute. Ben was in the bathroom. So we just ran to each other in the bathroom. Um, I don't know why I didn't think you were going to be there, but I just I wasn't thinking. 
So what's up, man? First time I saw you since last weekend in the bathroom. Yeah, haven't haven't seen you since uh, you were acting like peeping Tom over there. But it's, it's... I'll see what you was working with, man. <laughs> just 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 don't give my trade secrets away. Remember. Oh man. Guys, it isn't everything, Swain. No, I know, I know, I know, man. No, I, no I, it was, I understand. It, it, it was funny. We both had the the same look on our face, like, wait, what? <laughs> we, I don't, neither, neither one of us were expecting to see each other in that moment, and and it and it kind of slowly clicked in our head. Oh wait, he is supposed to be here right now. Oh, yeah. it, it was weird for me to see you, yeah, because obviously I'm not used to to you being up in the press box, um, but. Yeah, it was a it was a funny moment. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, you you, you working tonight? Oh yeah, you you working tonight too? That's kind of how we were we were looking at each other, man. But um, that was that was an interesting game last weekend. Tennessee handling business. Uh, I was not expecting a shutout at, at all. I know it's Thursday. I mean, it's almost a week, uh, but we do this thing on Thursdays, and so we we talking about what happened. And we're talking about basketball and uh, the season and bowl projections and where Tennessee is 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 ranked and all that good stuff. We're doing that tonight, but I was not expecting that type of game where Tennessee's defense had a shutout. I was not expecting Vanderbilt to be as cautious and passive as they were on offense. Um, I did not feel like they were going all out trying to get to a ball game with their with the, with the game plan. I just maybe they were, but it didn't look like it. Didn't really run Mike Wright. Didn't really take deep shots until it was too late. They ran a stop and go, and um, completed it, and then not completed it <laughs> after they reviewed it and uh, determined it was an incomplete pass. The ball hit the ground, but I was not expecting that, Ben. Uh, but I was expecting that rain though. That was that was. That wasn't um, the ideal situation. But, man, it wasn't that bad, actually, man. But pr- yeah. proud of the finish. Proud of the finish that these guys had. And, man, 10 regular season wins, Ben. What was your prediction preseason for this season? Um, I don't think I ever – Don't lie. Pin, pin down an, an exact prediction uh, because I was – What you say? kind of in between Valquest and, and 247 at that point. But yeah. I, I was thinking like seven or eight wins in my head, mm-hmm. uh, nine if everything went perfect. And I just I, – I did not at all think that the ceiling of this football team was was 10 wins and, and potentially 11 wins and really should be 12 wins <laughs> and and potentially playing 15 football games if, if you handle business at, at South Carolina. I, I did not at all think the – the ceiling was a uh, college football playoff team. I, I did not see that coming at all because I, I didn't think Tennessee's offensive line was going to be one of the best offensive lines in the country. I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I didn't think it would be good enough to be the difference in seven, eight wins and winning 10. I, I did not see that coming. I, I didn't think Tennessee's defensive line was going to be as good as it was. Uh, and and then I expected a, a good season good season out of Hendon, but I don't know that I expected him to be a, a Heisman finalist potentially. So uh, a, a lot of players on this football team uh, overperformed my personal expectations, and obviously they they get a ton of credit uh, for their development and, and the work they put in 
in the offseason. I, I didn't think that Jalen Hyatt was, in, in my opinion, he should win the Bolitnikoff. I, I didn't think that he was going to be the Bolitnikoff award winner if, if that does uh, go on to happen. I, I didn't think that uh, Jalen Hyatt w- would be the reason it's okay. Cedric Tillman only caught, what, two touchdowns, three touchdowns on the entire season? Um, yeah, two speaking. Vanderbilt had Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, four. No, no, no. South Carolina, too. And then uh, Pittsburgh. What did he catch at Pittsburgh? I want to say he had like he had, two or three. He had one at Pittsburgh. I, I know the one in overtime. Uh, and Brew had the one down the sideline. Um, but, uh, but, but he actually probably caught more than I thought off the top of my head. But the, the point that I'm making is that right. it, it doesn't really feel like Tillman was all that productive this year because of his ankle injury. And it didn't matter because of what Jalen Hyatt was able to do and Brew McCoy and Ramel Keaton stepping up at times and uh, the play of Hendon Hooker and, and Tennessee's ability to run the football. So, no, I, I did not predict 10 wins. But credit to the players, all of those players that I just mentioned uh, on both sides of the ball for for really putting in the work over the offseason and, and getting better and and also huge credit to the coaching staff as well, taking some players that they brought in, whether it be transfers or or true freshmen and, and having them ready to play. And, and then also taking some guys who were brought in by the previous staff and, and coaching them up. So uh, a great, great job by everybody in the program to, to really get better this past offseason and, and come out and uh, do something that hasn't been done at Tennessee in a very long time. Yeah, 10 wins, man. I didn't I didn't see it. I, I said eight wins. I did feel like Hendon would, would uh, has have a Heisman type of uh, uh, season. I felt like it was all set up for him to do that. Uh, I did not think Jalen Hyatt would do what he did. I did I, I did feel like the receivers would have some big time production, whether it was Tillman again or or what Brew or whoever. Like I, I feel like offensively we would basically do the same thing in the passing game that we did last year because you were able to do that with Javante Payton. Um, who had his best season of his career uh, at Tennessee last year. And you have Bayless Jones, who had his best season of his career last year. And uh, Tillman, too. All three of those guys had the best season of their career. So I felt like we would get that production at wide receiver. Just didn't know who it would be most of the time and who would have more yards than everyone else. But uh, the defense, I expected for them to be a little bit better than last year. I felt like the offensive line was was going to be behind where they are right now, and that's the reason why this team has been um, as good as they have been. Ten game, ten wins uh, on the seasons because uh, I think this offensive line and uh, you had a, a defense that in certain games played well, considering the circumstances. And we all know about the South Carolina game, um, but. Hey, man, 10 wins, and now Tennessee's in a position to go to a New Year's Six bowl game. Uh, more than likely, unless something like super crazy happens, which, you know, is possible, but uh, Tennessee is in great position being to either be the Orange Bowl if TCU or USC loses this weekend. Um, if not, then... Looks like it's going to be uh, the Cotton Bowl. Both are New Year's six games. And uh, for me, I want the, the, the opponent to be uh, a brand name, really good. So that way uh, our guys are locked in, focused, 
and maybe we get a classic like we did last year, except for winning at the end against Purdue. Uh, I don't know who is raising their hand to play Tulane, um, to be honest. No offense to Tulane and what they have done. They've been remarkable this season. Um, but I know our fans want Clemson. I know our fans want that matchup more than anything. And if you don't get it, if North Carolina wins ACC championship, then, hey, man, North Carolina will be good, too, because Drake May, whoo, 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 that boy's a baller. And that will be a tremendous challenge for for our defense and, and our offense to keep uh, to keep pace with those guys. They got a lot of firepower on the outside. And, uh, but, man, it was – it's been a good. It's been a really, really, really good season. Um, all in all, it's been it's been phenomenal. So many awesome memories, memories that will go down uh, in Tennessee history of being some of the best. A lot of cool moments that uh, I know I'll cherish and never forget. And uh, for you, I'm, I'm sure uh, you feel similarly covering the, the games. A lot of fans who are listening and watching right now uh, probably agree. So, man, I'm I am thrilled. Uh, about where we are right now as a program. Yeah, it'd be silly not to be thrilled. And I, I talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago on here that fans should should be really excited about the future as well just because of, and I touched on it a little bit uh, a moment ago, but just because of this coaching staff's ability to develop, I, I think it is through the roof. I think Josh Heupel has one of the most underrated coaching staffs in America because of their ability to develop players on both sides of the ball. Uh, There's more questions on defense, obviously, than than offense. I I think the offensive staff uh, is just rock solid right now, Uh, just about as as good as you can get. Very underrated. Uh, Underrated is the word that I would use because you don't really have a ton of household names. Uh, Some some guys are obviously becoming household names like Alex Golish. Yep. And and Swain, you you can step up and, and speak on the receivers. But my thought about Kelsey Pope is that the 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 guy was in his first year coaching, being an on field guy at, at such a high level, and the receivers looked much better this year than they did under the guy that left to go coach NFL receivers. I, I and I, I think Kelsey Pope was tremendous this season, uh, and obviously he inherited a, a ton of talent. But I, I thought the mental aspect of the receivers is is why they were able to take such a big step forward this year as a group. And, and it was more than just Cedric Tillman, um, because, again, you saw Ramel Keaton step up because he took a step mentally over the offseason. Jalen Hyatt took a step mentally over the offseason. Brew McCoy finally tapped into his potential that everybody's been waiting to see because he took a step mentally. And I think Kelsey Pope had a, a lot to do with that and. Uh, I think Jerry Mack is is very underrated. Dylan Sampson, Jalen Wright got better as the season went along. Uh, Glenn Ellerby, I mean, his, his unit was one of the the best offensive lines in the entire country and, and should be up there for the Joe Moore Award here at the end of the season. Uh, and, and then the three-headed monster of Josh Heupel, Joey Hawsley, and and Alex Golish coaching quarterbacks and, and developing quarterbacks. I, I just am, am very impressed with this offense. And, and you know that they – that now that they've had success kind of following the the Rick Barnes and Tony Vitello model that I, I talked about many, many times of kind of having to to take some diamonds in the rough and, and take some guys that nobody really knows about and, and developing them into 
to stars or, or big time players. And, and then the recruits with the, the pedigree will, will start to follow. And, and I think you're going to start to see that. Uh, and, and this this team and program is is only going to get better. Again, more questions on the defensive side, Swain. There, there's some things that still need to be answered uh, in, in order for it to catch up, up to to the offense. And in my opinion, truly be a, a national championship contender. If if it wants to reach that point, things are going to have to be shored up on on the defensive side. But yeah, how, how could you not be excited about where Josh Heupel and his program is at right now, and and where they can be over these these next couple of seasons? Man, they were they were a national championship contender with this defense. This yeah. Year. <laughs> so and then think think about in two years when there's a twelve uh, team playoff, you, you get into the playoff. A 12 seed, Tennessee's at a seventh seed right now. Uh, that's a championship contender too. If you're in the college football playoffs, so. Uh, but if you want to win, like if you want to truly be a threat to win a national championship, we know defense has has to be better. Uh, hard to duplicate what we was able to do on offense because it was number one in several several categories. And hey, maybe you can duplicate it with no problem, but. Uh, Hendon is, is special, and I think it's going to be hard to replace. Uh, but I do have a lot of confidence in, in off, our offensive philosophy and what we've done in, in two years. But Hendon is special, so I don't want to downplay uh, his his greatness just because we think that we could just go out and do the same things next year after losing him. So I, I'm not going to do that, do that at all, but. Ooh, man. Now it's, now it's about going to a bowl game. And yeah, um, let, let me throw this thought out there yeah, with, with you. I, I wanted to mention the thing about Tulane, and I, I'm with you. From a entertainment value, I, I'd love to see Tennessee Clemson in the Orange Bowl and, and have all the, the different sayings and <laughs> headlines that you could come up with with, with all that orange mm-hmm. if, if those two teams were able to meet in the Orange Bowl. And then obviously Dabo always sticks his foot in his mouth, and, and of late he's put Tennessee's – name in, in his mouth and have mm. irritated Tennessee fans by doing so that that would be the best entertainment value but Swain I, I kind of feel like it's is more important just to to get that 11th win um not not saying that beating Tulane or or UCF would would necessarily be easy uh, especially since Hendon's not playing and, and both of those teams would are better than Vanderbilt so it, it would be another early test for for Joe Milton and seeing how he can make plays and and if he can truly not replicate Hendon's success like you just talked about that's going to be really really hard to do but can he play at a high level next year to where from a a win-loss record there's not much of a a drop-off not not saying that Tulane UCF would be easy and, and just an automatic W but I do think it would it would probably be the the easier of of the potential matchups if that makes sense, and I kind of think the perception of of winning eleven games in in year two is more important than the opponent or or the bowl destination. Although obviously from the fan aspect, th- those are fun topics to discuss. Yeah, they present different challenges, man. Trelane will be a uh, more of a mental challenge. Clemson will be more of a physical challenge. Clemson has better players than Trelane, but We've seen time and time again where uh, teams who are in the top five, top ten, um, playing a bowl game versus a group of five program, and they just they just not ready to play mentally. Um, so I don't want that to happen um, for us. 
it's important because you lost last year's bowl game to a team that was inferior. You just didn't play well at all. So they got to play better this year. You got to get that 11th win. I agree 100%. Whoever you play, uh, man, you, you got to go get a dub. Simple as that. Um, Swain Event, Fueled by Dead and Barbecue. I'm live here in the Low T Center studio. Man, it's great to be here in the Low T Center studio. Our telephone number is 865-255-03. Give us a call. Put you right on hold and then put you on through. Just let us know where you're calling from, uh, your name. If you are listening on your Swain Event app, which is free, you can simply uh, use the text box and throw in any questions or comments you may have. And uh, we'll try to get those answer, answered as best as we can and as quick as we can. Uh, Transfer Portal is uh, heating up. Several players from Tennessee's team this year announced their intentions to transfer Justin Williams-Thomas, freshman uh, line, uh, running back, freshman running back. Uh, also, Lanique Whitehead, running back, Jimmy Callaway, receiver, Jimmy Holiday, receiver, and then Miles Campbell. Miles um, Campbell went in there during Josh and Swain uh, this afternoon. Did somebody else go in there since 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 we've been on here in the last thirty minutes? Uh, not not that <laughs> that I'm aware of. As apparently Michael Pilardi plays for the Patriots, I was unaware of that as he steps see. up to punt the ball here on fourth and one. <laughs> I did not know Pilardi was still Pilardi and like a rock star in the NFL. My but man, so happy I, for him. Yeah, that that's cool. He's a, a great guy um, by all accounts. But no, I I haven't seen anybody else enter the portal. Um, no, no, no surprises so far. Mm-mm. And I, I, I think the Miles Campbell departure hurts because you don't have numbers. You don't have bodies there, yeah. especially if Jacob Warren decides to to move on from Tennessee or, or move on from football. But I don't know that Miles Campbell was ever going to play under this coaching staff, but it does hurt from a, a depth standpoint because – you don't have anybody at tight end if Jacob Warren doesn't decide to come back. Yeah, you go into the portal. Yeah, I mean, you're going to bring in guys, but. Yeah, the question is, are you bringing in one or two? Like, you you getting tight end from the portal. That's happening. Um, that That is definitely, definitely happening. It's a must, yeah. especially how you saw how valuable Princeton Fant was. I, I remember having conversations with, with you on the show of, of just how how much of the tight ends actually going to be used in this offense? And here in year two, we learned quickly that the the tight ends are are very very important. I, I did not realize at all that they were this important to the offense. I, I would love I would love to pick the the brain of of Heupel and, and Golish and and ask them if if they used Princeton Fan in so many different ways because he's capable of doing so, or is is it truly the tight end position truly that important year in year out. Like they, they have to have a tight end that can do everything that Prince and Fant could do. And, and what Jacob Bourne is able to do as, as well. Is it a must that you have somebody that can do all of that each and every season, or was it maybe a one-off and and you were just kind of taking advantage of the versatility of Princeton fan. I mean, from conversations I've had with, um, you know, Golish, um, they just took advantage of, of, of Princeton Fant's versatility. Remember, he came in as a wide receiver, uh, played play running back too, was moved around so many different times. And so um, 
we were not running underneath our, our, our pads, I felt like, uh, as much as we needed to around the goal line. Um, and so when you had a big body guy uh, in Princeton Fant down the goal line, we saw this offense staff throwing some wrinkles and, and use him uh, as a fullback at times, at running back at times, to use that big body to get over, get over the goal line uh, in those short yardage situations. And then he can throw it. And he threw it against UT Martin on a on a double pass there uh, to Jalen Hyatt, and, and then obviously he's been uh, a pass catcher at, at tight end too. But I, I think the game plan is predicated on the player skill set. They ain't, they weren't doing that for Jacob Warren, was he? No, they <laughs> they weren't. And I I just think if if they can find somebody as versatile as as a Princeton fan and and I think that's harder to do than people probably realize yes I do um, I mean you want a guy that can block and can run and do things that Princeton fan can, yes. can do yeah for sure yes but it, and just hearing people that know football way better than than me talk about just what Tennessee was was able to pre, pre, present to, to defenses because of what they they were able to do with with P Fant as as a blocker and, and just bringing him in motion and, and presenting different variations of, of the running game that confused defenses, the oh, yeah. doing, doing things with him that the, the common football viewer doesn't pick up on. And again, bringing him in motion and running counter off of, of him coming in motion and, and just completely confusing the defense, the doing those type of things with the tight ends on top of the obvious catching and handing it off to him or trick plays with him throwing the football. I, I if they can find somebody as versatile that that can do everything that he was doing, I, I think that's huge because the the tight ends played a, a massive role in and what they were able to to do this season offensively. Yeah man, let's hope let's hope we can um attract some studs at at, at tight end in the portal. Um we'll see if Jacob Warren wants to be a college football player uh, again next year. So uh, he's from Farragut, has nice NIL deal in place. Let's get him another one. Let's let's get him an NIL deal that would match a first a job um, out of college your first year. Let's let's do that. Keep him around. Keep that experience. Uh, he was productive for us, and uh, man, he represents Tennessee the right way. So let's do that again, and then bring in another tight end um, to go opposite. I know. Offense coordinators love to have versatility to be able to go 12 personnel and really put defenses in some in some tough situations. So uh, we'll take our first break, man, of, of the evening here. Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant live here from the Low T Center studio. Give us a call, 865-255-03 is the telephone number. We'll throw you right on in on the show. We are live here on a beautiful Thursday. So stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. 
cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, if you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. You know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hey there, Swain Event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain Event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! You're listening to The Swain Event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. December 1st. Swain Event. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Live here from the Low T Center Studio. Ben McKee holding it down in South Knox. It's basketball time and still football time. I'm trying to, I'm trying to handle the, the switch, man. The transition. Easy to do it this year, though, because um, Tennessee football, double-digit wins in the regular season. Tennessee basketball out here winning tournaments, starting off where they left, left off last year, Ben. Yeah, thank Thanksgiving week helped me flip the switch not not completely because there's still so much football left for Tennessee I know it's only one game left but December is going to be such a a busy busy month and uh, I I think set the tone for next season not not determine how next season is going to go but uh, set the tone because obviously the the early signing period is coming up in in two two to three weeks and most of the recruiting class is done, I'd say, Swain. Mm-hmm. But the, there are still some guys that they're trying to bring in, some some JUCO D linemen, which obviously you're going to need with some veterans moving on. Uh, and, and also you're, you're trying to bring in Arian Smith, the linebacker from Smyrna, that all of the schools in the country were late to offer, not just Tennessee, kind of kind of blew up early his senior season and picked up an offer from Alabama and Auburn and Tennessee and, and several others. And, seems to be down to Alabama and Tennessee. He's taken an official visit this weekend, and it's it's critical uh, that, that Tennessee has a, a big weekend with him this weekend because it, it kind of feels, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Swain, but kind of feels that maybe Alabama has a slight lead there going into to these final two weekends. And I say final two weekends because he'll be at Tennessee this weekend, but but then his last visit before the early signing period and before his decision, he'll be down in Tuscaloosa next weekend so uh, when, when you kind of pair the fact that it feels like Alabama maybe has a slight lead with the fact that Alabama is going to get his last visit it's it's imperative that 
they they hit a Blake Burke level home run with him this this weekend. Um, obviously, you need linebackers, you need every defensive player you, you can get, quite frankly. But they they can set the tone with, with how they finish out this this signing class with high school guys. We've seen the portal start to get going, and and then they have a chance to make a statement in in the bowl game. And, and the bowl game again won't determine what Tennessee does next season, but you, you pair the recruiting and the transfer portal and um, the, the bowl game and, and maybe guys like Jacob Warren deciding to come back and, and veterans like him. You, you've, you've seen how big it was for this year's team when, when guys like Princeton Fant and Jerome Carvin decided to, to play one more year and take advantage of that COVID year. So uh, having some, some more of those veterans that just kind of know the standard and, and no cause football having them stick around an extra year or, or decide to, there, there's a lot of elements that, that are going to take place this month. And in my opinion, set the tone for, for next season. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all about momentum, generate momentum and keeping it. Uh, Tennessee didn't have any momentum after that uh, dud of a bowl game, but they created some, generated some um, to start the season. And boom, we saw what happened throughout this season. Uh, Turkey man. On the text box, good evening, Turkey Man. What if LSU beats Georgia? Ooh, boy. I'd love it. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't know, uh, because if 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 LSU wins, they automatically go to the Sugar Bowl. Um, Alabama or Ohio State. Uh, will be in the Orange Bowl versus Clemson of North Carolina. Um, so you don't think it had it have any impact on the the four teams that get into the playoffs, assuming no, no. USC and TCU win. George, I saw ESPN ninety nine point nine percent chance they go into the playoff. Yeah, and 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 that's fair. If they if they lose, I I would not have a problem with them still getting in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This, this year feels so so wacky. Yeah, they, they they in that thing, man. TCU is in is in that thing. Um is what well Michigan I if they lose put, if Michigan will lose, they still in there. TCU maybe, but Georgia I don't think so. definitely. Yeah, I th- I think Georgia and I'd say Michigan too, because I think the only team that can get in still is Ohio State. And I, I don't see although the head to head didn't matter this week, but uh, I'd, I'd like to think that Michigan would still get in over Ohio State, even if Michigan didn't win this weekend because they won the head-to-head with Ohio State. But I guess based off the thinking and the logic this week, I, I guess that's up for, for conversation. But I, I, I think Ohio State's the only team that could still get in outside of the four that are that are already tentatively penciled in. I, I, I could see Ohio State replacing TCU if TCU loses and replacing USC if if USC loses. I, I think the fascinating question is what happens if TCU and um USC, USC both both lose. That that's what would be fascinating. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I want that, man, cuz you know, then Alabama, Alabama's lurking. And um, <sighs> that would be the most Tennessee thing ever. Yeah, Alabama's <laughs> lurking cuz they're a spot ahead of us. I, I think with what we saw with the top four 
of the playoff rankings, they have it set up to where the conference champions are going to get in. So if TCU win, boom, they'll be in. Obviously, they're undefeated. USC, they win, boom, they're in. Conference champion. Georgia, they win. Conference champion. Uh, and in Michigan. So, like, you won't have a situation where somebody's in the playoff that did not win their their conference. Um, so it's set up for, for them to be able to say that. Now, if TCU loses and USC, oh, boy. Man, that affects – that affects us um, with our bowl game in a big way uh, as well. So we just need either USC – no, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either USC or TCU to lose, not not both, if we want to make sure that we are in that New Year's Six games. I don't have a problem with being at the Cobb Bowl. Do I prefer going to the Orange Bowl and playing Clemson? Absolutely. But – I just want to go to Miami. Hey, I I don't have a problem going to Miami, but I don't have a problem <laughs> being in Dallas at, at a New Year Six uh, Bowl either. I got people in Dallas, so I'm I'm good. Like I I would love to go to the Sugar Bowl because I get a chance to kick it with my with my guy Meacham, but that don't look like that's gonna happen. Um, How can we go to Vegas? That's what I want to know. Right. What 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 bowls in Vegas? I'm good. I I, I don't. Is there I a don't New Year Six Bowl in Vegas? No, it, and it's not a, a realistic op- I know where you option. I just want to go to Vegas. I Although I, I, I do want to see that stadium. That stadium looks ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it does. SoFi? Yeah. Or is that the, the Rams, the one in L.A.? What's, uh, what's, what's the uh, Vegas uh, one? Uh, uh, Allegiant. I think it's Allegiant. Yeah, that's right. The one that looks like the little floor vacuum. Mm-hmm. The, the Roomba. Like a Roomba? Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what bowl game you want to go to. The Birmingham Bowl, baby. The Birmingham Bowl. That's where you no, want to no, no. go. Yeah. The Birmingham Booty Bowl. It looks like well, that's where the Gators going. They're going back there. Let me let me check the bowl projections. But Ho- hopefully this time they go one, one of their running backs uh, does, doesn't get hit and mm. ha- have a little accident in in his pants. But little, th- yeah. I mean, Florida has some bigger issues uh, th- this week uh, than than pooping. It, it's pants in, in regards to things that players have going on uh, in their personal life uh, with, with their backup quarterback situation. My goodness. There, yeah, my, my goodness is is one way to put it. But, Swain, shouldn't technically Tennessee fans be rooting for USC and TCU to lose? Because th- – so I guess you, you just – and I agree with you, but I I do think that there's zero percent chance Tennessee makes the playoffs. No, we don't need to be going to the playoffs. We we don't we don't we didn't have earned the right to go to the playoffs. I agree with you, but yeah. nobody has really earned the right, especially if TCU and USC loses this weekend. If TCU and loses, they they still should go to the I playoffs. I don't know, man. I I would I think so, but I don't think it's written in Sharpie, is kind of what I'm <laughs> I'm getting at. I, I like I I think it would take an absolute miracle, but I, I, I wonder if all the backlash, and, and it's not just Tennessee fans. Everybody who is not an Alabama fan thinks that Tennessee should be ranked ahead of Alabama because of the, the head-to-head matchup, this, despite Alabama having, quote, the better losses. So I, I would wonder if, if all chaos broke loose this weekend and, and TCU and, and USC 
did both lose. I, I would imagine one of those teams still gets in, but maybe there's a, an outside chance. And I recognize that it's a, an absolute miracle at, at this point, but who knows? Maybe the, the committee were reverses course and, and kind of looks at Tennessee's resume outside of, of the South Carolina loss, which, oh, by the way, is a top 20 team technically at the moment. And they, they, they kind of see the rest of the resume and, and recognize that it does look better than Ohio state and Alabama's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as long as Bama's not going to the college football playoff, I'm not really bothered by being a spot behind Alabama because we be Alabama. So, um, like I don't need to be ranked in front of them to remember that game. No. Um, that 25 point loss, to South Carolina and the loss of Georgia are two bad losses because yeah. we got dominated. We did simple. I mean, simple as that against South Carolina. It was, it was against a, a, a team offensively that didn't score a touchdown the week before and them going out and beating Clemson the week afterwards made it better, but still was a 25 point loss and you up 63 freaking points. There's not a team in the top five or six or seven that has given up that many points in a football game. So I can't gloss over it. Uh, if folks want to, they can. But I'm just thrilled to death that we have an opportunity to play a New Year's Six Bowl game, and we won 10 games, and we beat Alabama, we beat Florida, and beat LSU in one season. So I'm good. Like, I don't need to be ranked I'm in front really of you. Unless, again, it it means that – either Alabama or Tennessee goes to the college football playoff. In that case, then I'm going to have an issue and Tennessee should be in front of Alabama because Tennessee beat Alabama. But man, that loss to South Carolina was ugly and it ain't no way around it. No, it, it, it was. And again, my, my point that I'm making and, and it's more just a side conversation than, than anything, because I, I don't think that there are a ton of deserving teams to, to get in the playoffs. Alabama has not been impressive. Ohio State has not been impressive. I, I think if USC were to lose, you could somewhat doubt their resume as well. No, they don't need to get in if they lose. Right. And and I, I think TCU is good, if if I'm being honest. I, I, I do. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think they're a, a good football team. Yeah. And I don't know what would happen if both those teams lose, if, if TCU still gets in. But, again, just a kind of a, a separate side conversation that – Yes, Tennessee doesn't deserve to get in because of the South Carolina loss, but there aren't a ton of teams that do deserve to get in. So I do think technically if those two teams were to lose, it does bring Tennessee slightly back into the conversation. But I I agree with you. I I haven't gone on a Twitter crusade this week like other media members uh, about Tennessee being ranked behind Alabama because it, it I, I do think that Tennessee should be ahead of Alabama because of the head-to-head. That should be the deciding factor at the end of the day. I absolutely think that the committee got it wrong. But, Swain, to me, it's as simple as it's hard for me to get all worked up about it when if Tennessee beats South Carolina the way that it should have, then it's not a conversation at the end of the day. Hey, you one step closer to the door. We both outside. That yes. means – we both outside. There's four teams inside at the party. We we both outside. We it's we 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 enjoy the same temperatures. You just a smaller step close to the door, but you still ain't in the door. So that's how I look at it. We neither one of us are in, 
So whatever. All right, let me get to the phones. Good evening. Hey, buddy. What's up? What's up, Turkey Man? Hey, buddy. Well, I want chaos. I just want them all to lose. I just want to. I want everyone to lose. I want. I want Georgia to lose. I want everyone to lose. I want them to have so much confusion. Uh, they can't. They can't stand it. I want whatever helps helps Tennessee play the best well, best best game. Well, I, I do. I understand that, but I'm with you on South Carolina. I mean, we the only shot of us having a chance, in my opinion, of winning a uh, a bowl game, uh, you know, with a good with a good opponent, is is if we playing in a playoffs. I believe. Everybody would be all hands on deck to play in that. But I'm concerned if we play in a just a bowl game that we'll have part of our team that uh, we need uh, that side that they don't want to play that. And uh, yeah, I mean, and I don't blame them. I don't blame. Yeah. I don't blame them for that. I mean, if Hyde decides that, he wants to go to the league, I don't see him playing in a bowl game. No, and, being and, thirty yards short of the record. Hey man, but I see I see him yeah. playing in a playoff game. Yeah, playoff game. Yeah, but I mean, hey, yeah, Hyatt had a chance to get that record. Uh, you know, and and uh, the Missouri um, game and I mean Kentucky game. Yeah, he had two drops a piece. That would have been the record yeah. right there. But I ain't about to get. I ain't about to come back for thirty yards to risk getting hurt. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. Uh, and and he had some drops in that South Carolina game that were yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so he had, well, he had a th- th- this isn't meant to 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 rain on Jalen Hyatt. No, Obviously, no, he had a true. tremendous season, uh, but he did have his opportunities to get the records. Uh, Turkey man, I, I would to to make you feel better. I, I would I would point to the Vanderbilt game as evidence that this game or that this team is not going to mail it in in a in a. New Year's Six Bowl and and one of the the better bowls. This team had every reason to to not show up against Vanderbilt after the South Carolina debacle and and instead all they did was rally around one another and, and come out and open up a can of you know what on on Vanderbilt and and you may have some guys that that opt out. I, I would be stunned if Cedric Tillman decided to play in a bowl game. Oh yeah. He um, does. Yeah, I mean, I again, I'd be yeah. He could play against Vanderbilt, you know, if he was if he was planning on playing a ball game. Like he he was he was pretty dang good um, against South Carolina, and you know he had a weird little tackle where his leg was under his body. But I saw him on Sunday, and he was he was yeah. working, he was walking fine, and said he was said he was good. But you know, he's it, it's time for him to shut it on down and you know get ready for the next level, not risk yeah. getting hurt. Just like Alante last yeah, year, Do, exactly. doesn't make make sense to to play. But Turkey man, I I don't I'm I'm not concerned about Tennessee not showing up for a bowl game. Quite frankly, maybe I'll look silly here in a couple of weeks if, if they don't show up ready to play or or they're not interested. I, I just think they're in a different spot as a program than Ohio State or Alabama. I, I think those are the teams that there there's going to be a bunch of opt outs and there's not going to be a whole lot of interest playing in a regular old bowl game per se to where Tennessee hasn't been in this position. And you have a lot of veterans on this team who, who, who 
rode out the storm, rode, rode out the the big wave of of change and stuck around. And and I I think they'd like to see it through and and potentially win an eleventh game. So so maybe they look make me look silly, but I, I'm not concerned about this team not showing up for a bowl game. I, I think they'll all be very interested in it. And guys like Joe Milton have something to prove looking looking towards next season. Yeah. Yep. How sure. good you think Ty Simpson is? Looks like you might be going to leave uh, rumors of it that he might uh, hit the transfer portal. I mean, how good uh, do you think he? Good, how but, good is he? Good, but not good enough. Well, well I mean, to be the starting quarterback at Alabama, which is no so, surprise. That's what that's kind of what I expected. Okay. Okay. Well, how? Let me ask you this question. I'm going to ask the Beamer here. The Nico. I mean, I, I watched the stuff on him. He's, you know, he's he's a rail. Uh, how, I mean, a freshman taking over, if he had to come in and, and take over, how good do you feel about him um, being able to? How, how, you know what I'm trying to say? No, I, don't, I, I do. I mean, based on the film, Turkey, man, thanks, thank you for right. calling my brother. Good to hear from you. But based on the film, I mean, he's, He's special. I mean, you don't see guys like him every class. He's special. He is special. Is he skinny? Yeah, most freshman quarterbacks come in and they are skinny. And uh, you don't want to throw a freshman in there in the deep end, and hopefully you don't have to. That means Joe Milton is handling business. Um, But I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know. Yeah, the best case scenario for next season is that Joe Milton – it clicks and he balls out. And if it clicks for Joe Milton, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be a first round pick in the 2024 NFL draft that everybody wants to talk about. Will Levis's tools, Joe Milton's tools are 10 times better than, than Will Levis is in, in terms of physical tools. And if it clicks with those physical tools, he's top five, top 10 pick in, in the NFL draft. And obviously that's best case scenario because, he plays extremely well, and Tennessee will win a ton of football games. But also, I, I do think it's in Nico's best interest if he redshirts Swain. And if Joe Milton comes in and balls out next year, then that will afford Nico the opportunity to to redshirt and, and kind of go with the flow and and put on weight and and be accustomed to this this offense and then take the reins when when Joe leaves. And I, I've heard that I, the the El Maliavas aren't aren't close-minded to, to the possibility of redshirting. They're, they're open-minded uh, towards that, which I think is a good sign. And that, that would be the best-case scenario, in my opinion. I don't even want to say that it's best for him because I don't know what's best for him until he comes in here and and, and, and plays. Like That's fair. He, he may be ready to go as a freshman. Yeah, come in here and play, and then let's see if he's ready or not. Like It's not hard to, to, to gain weight uh, once you get to school. And he'll be an early enrollee, so he'll have plenty of time from the moment he gets here to the season to to gain weight and get stronger. So like let's how about we just wait and see how he handles the adjustment and uh see if he's able to contribute early and if if not then you have a guy in Joe Milton that has NFL tools that um needs to continue to put it together and um more than capable. So let's 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 just wait. That's 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 all I'm saying. All right, we got to take a quick break. Um, we got to take a break and then we will return to knock out our last segment here. Leave it, man. 
Time flies. We have fun. 865-255-03 is the telephone number. Swain event fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. Stay with us. Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it, and I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have, and whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon, and go Vols! Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Pillars giving away cash for the holidays, celebrating from now until the end of the year with some awesome, awesome deals. They want to make sure that every child experiences joy of Christmas this year and every year. And Hiller is donating $50 in toys to Toys for Tots with every purchase of a tankless water heater. Also, um, giving you $250 in Visa gift card uh, dollars. You can get a $500 gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems. Also, any new whole home generator. Again, that is $500 Visa gift card. Details can be found online at happyhiller.com. I got to call Hiller myself. Uh, these deals are only available to the end of the year, so schedule today. And as always, happy you'll be or the service is free. I got to call Hiller. I got to determine if I want to do a little work here to the toilet myself, or do I want to save myself the time and the potential what you do to headache. It? Uh, the, the, the wax seal at the bottom needs to be replaced. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, man. It ain't, it ain't like that. It ain't like that, Ben. Look, I, I haven't been in your house in several months to, to mess it up, so you can't blame me anymore. No, no, it ain't got, it ain't got nothing to do with that, man. So, um, Brad must have made it way over. 
No, nah, Brad ain't made his way over either. No, no one, no one has been here except for the the Fab Five of the Swain family. So, uh, how dare you not include Ace? Oh uh, yeah, my bad. The Fab, the 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 sensational six. Yeah, Ace, 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 big man. Just be all in the way. Go sit down somewhere. Get on and get. Get now. <laughs> get out of here. Always want to play. Always hyper. But good thing we got a good old nice backyard throw the ball with them. Uh Jennifer Moore says Ohio State can shove a rose up their buck eye butts. Yeah, they they don't want to go to the Rose Bowl because they already been a couple of years and they're afraid that the fans won't show up and appetite to the Rose Bowl. So they 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 want Penn State to go so they can go to the Orange Bowl. Like, my gosh, man. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, Vaughn Birmingham says, Georgia, TCU, Michigan should be in no matter what happens this weekend. If USC loses, then Ohio State should be in. But they love Bama. Hey, they do love Bama. And as much I as I dislike Alabama, okay? Everyone knows my story going back to recruiting with Alabama. They lost by two plays. <laughs> two, the two losses of two plays. So, like, they, they're they two plays away from being undefeated. Um, I do understand kind of wh- where they're coming from in terms of liking Alabama uh, up there in a the 6-7 range. Now, when it comes to who deserves to be in a college football playoff between Tennessee and Alabama. If everybody loses and falls off, then, I mean, I would say, I would say Tennessee because of the head to head. But if we go into a New York six game and they're going to a New York six game, whatever, I don't really care. We, we beat them and I can go to sleep knowing that. Um, Coy Macon says, hey, guys, with the 12-team playoff right around the corner, do we already know what the regular season will look like? Uh, will there still be conference championship games, no divisions, number of regular season games? Um, they're going to – looks like it's going to move up a week. So we're going to see week zero be week one. Thanksgiving is going to be um, the end of – no, it's going to be conference championship. So everything's going to bump up a week with that 12-team playoff. Now, the SEC has explored, it looks like that's where we're going, with no divisions. So, we'll see how that looks here when Texas and OU uh, enter the league. But the There will team, always be an SEC championship game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much, yeah, it's too much, too, too much money. It's, it's, it's too big of a deal. Uh, oh, yeah. You take the two best teams with the best record or whatever, and you go play in Atlanta. But... The 12-team playoff is a major deal because if you are Luke Fickle, you go to Wisconsin, you got a chance to make the college football playoff. You Lane Kiffin, you stay at Ole Miss. Why? Because you can make the college football playoff. The last two years, Ole Miss was in position to be in the college football playoff. So you don't have to to be at LSU like Brian Kelly to go compete for a championship. Like you don't have to here in two years when there's a twelve team playoff. So this is this is gonna be interesting. 
It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. How many Texas A&M players hit the portal today? <laughs> what you laughing about? I'm dead serious. I saw players deciding not to enter the portal. They might not officially enter the portal or officially announce that they are going to enter the portal, but ain't no way in heck what happened this season won't result in some A&M players leaving. I'm just, I'm just waiting on, I'm just waiting on the official announcements. That's what I'm waiting on. Let me see. Let me see what's going on. Oh, Kate already committed to Iowa. That was a no-brainer. That was a no-brainer. That was smart. He committed today. Was it? The quarterback from uh, Michigan. Yeah, dude, they, the offense is terrible. He's going to go in and be the starter day one. That's my point. The offense was terrible. Yeah, but he's going to be the starter day one, and he has the opportunity to make it better. Okay, who's he going to throw the ball to? Who's know. he going to hand it off to? And who's going to block for him? Hey, it, it just he wasn't a quarterback issue. You can't be that bad offensively and it just be a quarterback issue. He's trying to play. I mean, I feel you, but Iowa? That man. Under Kirk Ferentz? That man is trying to play. He don't care nothing about that. He is trying to play. He's going to care next year. Watch. <laughs> he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to? Yes. <laughs> and that offense still scoring 14 points a game. Hey, whatever. How about Kavase Smoke getting in there in the transfer portal? How about that? Yeah, that wasn't too surprising. His career has been the opposite of what you would like. He started off on top, and it's been all downhill from from when he first got there instead of uphill. So that that Kentucky football program is in a, in a weird state. Obviously, Stoops is – is still there, but there, there's a whole lot of changes going on, on on the offensive side of the ball, and their boy Vince Morrow trying to enter his name into to the mix for head coaching jobs. Uh, weird, weird situation. Oh, I hope he gets one. Transferring. I hope he gets a head coach job. I want to see him talk trash as a head coach. That's that that was fun. So yeah, um, AM had had a couple, but the last one was on the 29th. You had. Uh, had a receiver. They've had an edge player, the kicker, the linebacker, uh, running back, punter. So, uh, so far they've had six. I mean, just as much of, just as much as us. Yeah, we we've had six. So, I said this today. I said again. If I knew I was transferring or wanted to transfer. I'm not announcing anything or jumping in until I know I got me a spot somewhere else. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get some third-party folks to go get the word for me. Let me know what I need to do. That's the move I'm going to make. Because last year we saw a lot of dudes hitting the portal thinking they were going to find a destination, a new school, and was in there stayed in there or had to go to a really, really small school and still didn't play at the small school. We had a couple quarterbacks go to other places and still didn't play. So you better cross those T's and dot those I's before you hit that portal. Then have a plan. You better have a plan. That's all I'm saying. What time did you get back 
uh, Sunday morning, Vanderbilt? Uh, I sat at my sister's apartment after the game Saturday night. Look at that, man. Look at that. It's good to know people. It is good to know people. You got a nice, easy drive back the next day. I did. I I got up early and beat all the the Thanksgiving Sunday traffic. Yeah, how about that, man? Good for you. Good for you. What time did you get back? Uh, It was about 2.30. But you weren't driving, were you? Mm Mm-mm. I wasn't driving. No, I wasn't driving. I didn't ride back with the team uh, either. But I got back about 2.30. Yeah, 2.30. But that, that South Carolina trip, whew, that was – that you was back that night? Yeah, I got back, got back about three. Ugh, that was, after that game too? Yeah, that's, that's all I was about to say. It was it was tough because like, emotionally what happened with Hendon um, – and then obviously the move like was 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 tough and then God it just took forever to, to I mean when you move in a lot of people at once, like it just takes a lot of time. So yeah, around three, three AM is when I when I got back. I have a question. Uh, okay. What you got? What matching Hawaiian button down polos are you and I gonna get for this trip to Miami? I mean, I, I I think we need to go all out. Matching Hawaiian shirts. I agree. Matching uh, swim trunks, matching mm. Speedos. I mean, mm. we, we got to live it up on South Beach now. Mm. I'm cool with the matching shirts. Matching shirts. And that's about it. I can't do the whole Yeah, album. you're right. Nobody wants to see you in a Speedo. Yeah, Me, I, on the other hand. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you, bro, you... You got dad bod too. So we can do the matching shirts. Act like I won't show up in the press box in a Hawaiian shirt. Not cool for us. I don't know if we're going to be in Miami though. It looks more like. Let me me dream. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go down to South beach. I bet you better get, you better get your ass a cowboy hat and some boots. Cowboy hat. Yeah. (laughs) Cowboy hat and some boots for, um, for the cotton bowl. Well, I'm not going to Nashville for the Music City Bowl. I'm going to Miami. Being a walk in there talking about some howdy. Howdy, y'all. Already covered some, some Tennessee football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can break out your old uh, Cotton Bowl gear. I, I still got some. Do you really? I still got, yeah, I still got my suitcase. <laughs> well, what do you have? Suitcase. Cotton oh, Bowl. it's just a suitcase? Mm-hmm. You if, if if Tennessee plays at the Cotton Bowl, you have to use that suitcase that weekend. That week, <laughs> you have people looking at me all sideways. Oh, you've <laughs> got to. Where you get that from? They're not gonna look at you sideways. They look at it as cool. No. It's vintage, baby. Just like you. No man, I ain't bring that up. No. <laughs> Why not? Mm. You, I bet you don't even know where it is. No, I know where it is. It's where all the other luggage. Uh, luggage that we have in the house is one area. let me take it so people think i'm a former player underneath the steps yeah. hanging out with the the beer barrel and the, yep. the national championship trophy with where pruitt put it no it's the beer barrel and the uh tax slayer bowl trophy <laughs> brian brian niedermeyer's former desk uh no I got, yeah i got the beer barrel over here i got the the, the tax slayer bowl trophy and i got my cotton no bowl. you can't have the tax slayer bowl remember butch put it out Front and center in the facility. 
that thing that thing was moved so fast <laughs> in 2017 18 so fast so fast B. i'm surprised you didn't have the battle of bristol trophy out there <laughs> i don't i haven't seen it i i don't go that way anyways when i go up there so i ain't, i haven't seen it yeah because it's it's up the, by the steps on the way to the meeting rooms and stuff i don't even go that way i haven't been up there in forever so i don't know if it's up there or not <laughs> oh get those cowboy boots bolo tie i feel a river that's what you better get ready for get mm-hmm. them boots I'm, with the spurs i'm hanging out with tua no no you gonna hang out with dak tua and and jimmy butler and uh, Jazz Chisholm, have you ever heard the name Jazz Chisholm? No, I have. I have not. He's the Marlins' only good player. Well, I take that back. One of two good players. They they did have the the Cy Young Award winner and Sandy Alcantara. But you would like Jazz Chisholm. He's a, he's a he's a Drew Gilbert. Oh yeah, he got swag. Oh, he's got swag. You you should you should YouTube when you get really really bored. When you're fixing your toilet and, and look up some of his highlights, he he pimps the bat good. I'm, I'm gonna be hanging out with all them and Dan Marino. No, you're gonna be hanging out with Luca. I'm gonna be hanging out with Pitbull and DJ Khaled. Uh-uh. No, how's they gonna be there? Now, if, if you want me to go tripping, now I, I I do think it would be good for Go Balls two four seven if if we did write a story on the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. I mean, I, I do think that would be good investigative journalism and good content for the site go ahead go ahead and get your head slapped (laughs) (laughs) yeah get that nice knot on the back of your head perfect for a nice (laughs) back slap go ahead go ahead and do it go ahead Uh uh-huh you you gonna pose for photos with jerry i'm good i'm (laughs) i'm good i'm good that's jerry like that Mr. Jerry, like Dude, OBJ that. could be hanging out after uh, OBJ signs with the Cowboys. No, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for uh, Jay Z to get the Commanders. I'm gonna be kicking it with Hove, Hove and Kanye. Nah, I said Hove. Look, all, all I'm gonna say is we we are not taking Kanye in the the hey. upcoming racial draft. Hey man, I ain't going there. I ain't going there. Mm-mm. Hove and Bezos, Commanders. That's what I'm gonna be hanging out with. You gonna be hanging out with Drake, asking 21 what he can do for you. That's your, that's your boy. I like Drake too, though. Anyways, all right, man. Um, anything you wanna leave us with, Ben? Any good stuff? I mean, golly, man, Tennessee basketball. Golly, man, that defense. Woo! Josiah gets back. We get him healthy. Santi shooting the ball the way he is, and that dude, Julian Phillips. Man, he's a baller. He's a grown man, and he's still wet behind the ears. But he is a stud. Love the way he goes to the basket, gets to the free throw line. Man, he he might be the best five-star Rick Barnes uh, has gotten since he's been in Tennessee. Yeah, I I think there's a a good chance of that. I've been saying that within my work in, in the preseason just because they've been impressed with his work, his his work ethic, and uh, somebody said it last week. 
I think it was Zakai actually on Tuesday said that Julian Phillips does not care that he was a five star. You wouldn't know that he was a five star, and that was kind of what the the staff thought all off season that that this kid's different. His work ethic, you, you would not know that he is a, a five star, and and you're seeing why he he's really good. He's really fun. This basketball team is going to be really good, and and I think really fun. The, their defense is is going to be absolute absolutely suffocating absolutely suffocating it it'll come down to can can they make shots and, and generate offense when it matters most and that they, they have reached the point where they're, they're going to be judged on what they do in march and and that's fine given where rick has elevated the program to and how much money he makes and and the talent that's on the roster but i, I do think it'll be a, a a fun ride these next couple of months leading into march because what they did in the Bahamas last week is is very impressive when you considering they did not have Josiah Jordan James. So it'll be a fun basketball season, and uh, just speaks to the the state of Tennessee athletics. We're we're gonna go from an eleven win football season to a, a team that can make the Final Four to a team that can win the national championship. So fun time to be a Tennessee fan. Very fun time. Very fun time. So enjoy. But we haven't had many arguments on social media and radio um, at least from my view maybe I don't look at it as, as much as I did back in the day but like I feel like everyone's just happier because of winning so let's keep that up keep that same energy going into basketball season and baseball season and let's do it all over again uh, for football but Ben McKee and Jason Swain Ben McKee of Go Vols 247 I am Jason Swain and uh, it was a pleasure it was a pleasure doing the show with you Ben it was a pleasure doing the show uh, for our, our people, our listeners, our viewers this evening. We'll put the podcast up uh, really, really, really uh, quick after the program. And so if you are listening for the first time on podcast, uh, we thank you. We thank you. Same time next week. Sounds like a plan, Ben McKee. Sounds like a plan, Jay Swain. Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving and Hope they enjoy the weekend. Sounds good, my friend. Swain Event Fuel by Daddy and Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out.